This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome. Uh, this is uh, following on County Cricketer after uh, a ridiculous four-day test match. Um, both myself and George DeBell have uh, hopefully decompressed. Nick Friends is always compressed and ready to go. Lots to talk about on the show. We're probably going to avoid T20 Finals Day because by the time this goes out, which will be late on Friday, early Saturday... It may be a little bit irrelevant, but we can uh, take a little look at the quarterfinals. Uh, but in the main, we're going to be talking about the county championship. Div 1, Div 2. We've had loads of questions through to uh, uh, both uh, Cricket underscore TS and also Cricketer Mag. Um, so we're going to go through those. But really, George and uh, Nick, let's start with the county championship. Let's start with Essex. Because boy, oh boy, if uh, the three test series, uh, three Ashes tests have been exciting yesterday i was there was just so much to watch isn't there there was middlesex falling one run short against north ants there was um surrey and uh hampshire i suppose sorry sorry surrey and nottinghamshire i suppose that one was uh pretty much a, a foregone conclusion if you weren't connected to each of the two teams hampshire battling it out as well after somerset and james rue that uh james rue again scored a double century but essex Wow, 10 balls to see off towards the end of the day. Essex got the wicket. And Nick Friend, I think we've got a title race, don't we? I mean, yeah. Well, it's 13 points in, isn't it, at the moment? And with Warwickshire slightly further back with the game in hand on, on Surrey and Essex, it's, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that, that we probably needed another, you know, I think after Lancashire won at the Oval, we probably needed another week for the, for the title race's sake where Surrey didn't win and those below did. And yeah, I guess, you know, we only had to wait. Seven days. So um as as you forecast a couple of weeks ago, actually, you know, Surrey have had a you wouldn't quite call it a slump, but I think I mean I think everyone's saying that they until they won at Langs, they hadn't won a game for about two, three weeks. So short of that last quarter final, it's been, you know, in a way, from a neutral perspective, quite quite a handy set of results to try and sort of prevent the runaway procession as it as it was becoming. But um fair point, I think, you know, obviously Essex won twenty nineteen, obviously won Bob Willis in twenty twenty couple of quieter years since and but a lot of people said from earlier this year including Essex actually that they felt that they were the nearest contenders to Surrey certainly Tom Wesley said to me at Lords and the Middlesex that it was the strongest Essex side Essex squad that he could recall 
even allowing for the Papara and Descartes years. I mean, but having guys, you know, having Dan Lawrence playing as he's been playing, having Doug Bracewell in as an overseas player, sort of strengthen that already pretty strong bowling attack. It's it's a, and Matt Critchley as well in that middle order as a second spin option. So they look really good. And I think they'd have given they'd have given Surrey a very good run for the money had the Rain not intervened when they played each other earlier this season as well. So five games to go, as you say, it's very it's very much on. And and actually a pretty good gauge for it is the is the is the bonus point structure. And so I think there are two points within Surrey and Essex. I think Surrey have got two more bowling points than Essex have. And likewise, Warwick with the same number of points, bonus points as Essex. So there are a lot of teams doing very similarly good work. And yeah, hopefully it means the next four or five weeks that we've got got a proper race on. Yeah, absolutely. I think Essex play Kent next, which they'd fancy getting four points from. Uh, Surrey go to Lords, uh, and then they go to Somerset. But for me, as a Surrey fan, and I know that Essex were the team that Surrey were looking at as potentially being their their biggest rivals for the title this year. It's the top order batting. You know, Tom Wesley's been in great form. Dan Lawrence is so good, we've nicked him. And uh, when you look at the way Surrey seem to be a, bit, a little bit too over-reliant on lower order runs, you know, Surrey have got themselves into these quite dicey positions several times this season and managed to get themselves out of it. And well, of course, you, that, that, you, that you didn't would say happen against Lancashire, did it? Yeah, but you'd, it's a funny one. I mean, I wouldn't, you wouldn't call them over-reliant on lower order runs because the top six is, on paper at least, high, high quality. And you've got Tess Critches and Sibley Burns, Latham at the moment, obviously, folks. I mean, that's four guys who really shouldn't be having to rely on guys at 9, 10, 11, 4. But actually, it's almost not an override because because you know how good the guys down the order are as well. I mean, we're not talking about Anderson and Panasar at Cardiff here, are we? We're talking about blokes with, you know, first-class averages nearing 30 with four, five, six first-class hundreds each. Jordan Clark, I think, holds the record for Surrey's high score at number, at number nine. Jamie Overton has a did test 97. In, did Overton come in at 10? Exactly. I mean, there's, this isn't like we've got a, a tail that keeps on over overexerting itself. It's a it's a batch of bowling around us, isn't it? And and as much as it can be seen as an reliance, it's also a massive strength because actually, when the top order does get runs, often it means that sorry, only, only needs to bat once because if you can put four hundred, five hundred, six hundred on the board and do it actually quite quickly because the way those guys bat, particularly down the order, it gives them a lot of time to bowl teams out on on at the overall very good surfaces. So as I know, it, it is an reliance when the top order don't work. Or, sorry, don't come off. But equally, you know, that is the reward for, for having a strategy that I think, as Gav Batty said pre-season, it is, you know, it's not an accident that they play this way. It's not an accident that Will Jack's the spinner, for example, rather than a Moriarty or a Verdi. It's because they, because they cover themselves in multiple areas. I think you're forgetting Warwickshire. I think you're underplaying their chances. I did. I, I, I said the, I said the name out of my Monego. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you he's very, he's very sensitive, Nick. Even when you said Warwickshire winning and... I was mainly yeah. talking to you, actually, because you didn't mention them as... A, you, you, you were talking about a title well, chase between I'm two just sides. Sa- I'm just and saying it's definitely that they between Essex, three sides. You can't have two main challengers for the title. Well, George, George is... was their, could, their, their main challenger. There can be others, but I was just saying well, George, that was the one they feared well, the, the most. George, George can, I throw, can I throw a question for you? Mm. On, obviously, Mo and Ali joined Warwickshire primarily on a white ball basis. Having retired totally, from Test cricket, totally on a white ball basis, yeah. So yeah, so so what happens? I know, but there was a semi-pay-as-you-play if you want to play some red ball stuff potential in there, wasn't there? Yeah. He's now yeah. playing Test cricket, bring He's now playing the Ashes. He will return to Warwickshire after that, and then he'll go into September, presumably with a title race on. Is there scope? Is there any likelihood that you would take part in that? No, because there's no. I mean, let's 
No, but what there is possibility for, you know, Warwickshire supporters have been like, Sam Hay must play for England, which is absolutely reasonable because he's terrific. How about he misses the, the conclusion of the championship campaign playing in playing against games. Ireland? Mm. That would and, sign uh, yeah, games. Look, I, I think the full England squad will play in the ODIs against uh, New Zealand, and it will be uh, a bit of a mix. Um, maybe we'll see, you know, the likes of Ollie Robinson, Durham version, and Sam Hain playing the ones against uh, Ireland. But Moen, so Moen will be busy in the first ones, arrested for the second yeah. ones, I suspect. Cool. Sorry, yeah, that was a. That was, I did forget those games existed. Really, yeah. But, but, but it's, they, it's easy to forget they exist. To be honest, well, I mean, George, you call it a mix. It'll play in the Ireland games. It won't be a mix at all, will it? Because the England ODI squad will be in India ten days before the World Cup starts. No, they they don't well, leave until the twenty eighth. I think. Uh, I think the final game is a day nighter in Bristol on the twenty seventh. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We do make See, it hard yeah. to sell these tickets, don't we? No, Warwickshire. I think you said earlier in the season that Warwickshire. The only thing that would whole wide should back is a lack of runs but they did also rack up Robbie Yates but also yeah but Robbie Yates made double hundred in the week and and if they can keep getting enough runs they will they will win games because their attack is that good really isn't it that's it's about as simple as that isn't it I mean, Warwick made what 550 last week with obviously Ben Maxwell made his made his single appearance that he's going back now but um he and he took a wicket as well so you know to be fair uh they're they're, they're struggling without uh you know the first choice spinners at present, and look, Liam Norwell hasn't played this season. The yeah. reason they're in the division hasn't played this season. Of course, uh, he's got all... Bethel plays, especially his batting, so he's back as well. So because his back's gone, so there's so a lot Yates of to, muddling uh, so through to bowl as well. Yeah, uh, and, and did a uh, did a decent job. So I, I think uh, Warwickshire supporters uh, will be delighted by mm. the emergence of a new, somewhat homegrown side, and uh, I think they've already perhaps overachieved. But I wouldn't rule them out. I I, I think. You know, again, they bat deep. I don't know how Burgess is coming in at seven and eight, even. Mm. Uh, gets a lot of runs. Yeah, Henry Brooks, Henry Brooks, Brooks of, 50 at nine, didn't he? Yes. Uh, and, and is beginning to creep back towards the bowler that we first thought he could be. I mean, there's still some way to go. But, uh, and uh, Rushworth has been, I, I was going to say, the signing of the season. I don't know. But uh, it's not really a surprise, is it, that Rushworth takes huge amounts of wickets. But, uh, uh, has had another terrific season. You know, if, if Rue is going to be young player of the season, which he surely is, uh, maybe Rushworth is Kenny Championship player of the season. I don't know. Uh, maybe Alex... Rue does a clean sweep as a teenager. Maybe, maybe he's that Yeah, good. there is still a few I mean, he's the leading run scorer in the competition. He's got every chance. Uh, yeah. Alex uh, underscore G underscore 79 says, Nick, do you think Middlesex can stay up? Yes, because, I mean, look, if you, if they're, let's say they... I mean, if they avoid defeat in the next game, if they avoid defeat in the game in hand they've got over Kent, they'd be out of the they'd be out of the relegation spots. So they are they're not marooned or adrift by any by any stretch. Their their problem will be the problem they've had all season, which is that they've still not which is that so which is that Sam Robson's hundred yesterday, Merchant Taylor's was their first Red Bull century of the summer. And that they are generally struggling for runs. I mean they got you know, they got that that was their highest score, that was the first time to, to three hundred yesterday. Against North Ants, that Merchant Taylor's on actually, on actually to be fair, it was a better Merchant Taylor's pitch than you tend to get, particularly in fourth innings when it's normally very up and down. I think they can stay up. I don't know if they will, but they're, they, they've not struggled to win. They've won two, which is, I think, like as many as, more, like as, as many as half the division. I mean, their, their struggle has been that when they, you know, when they were four for four against Essex, when they were rolled by Somerset, rolled by Hampshire, the Aegeus, like they, they've not put themselves in many positions to draw games. If that doesn't sound 
ridiculous, but I think they can do. I said, so I'm not sure if they will. I think the absence of a Maharaj, who they would have had, obviously, but I think up until about now, has has hurt them. But they've also got quality batters who haven't had the seasons they should have done, and you'd think a duo score at some point, and they'll need they will need to if they if they are to stay up. Peter Milan particularly is not had a great year. He made 15 runs in the match at, at Merchant Taylors, but they're not out of it. I think North Ants, having come away from that game with five points, sorry, five points plus bonus points, so eight points, I mean, they're more than a win away, which at this point in the season is not a great spot to be in. It was also quite nice to know, I learned a new rule yesterday. The old, well, level on runs draw, which there aren't enough of, great fun. That is down, That goes down to draw, which I did know. I know it's, it's not a tie unless you rolled out. But what I didn't know until reading some obscure playing condition in 2023 regs was that Middlesex take eight points away. So Middlesex take the the tie number of points away for being level on points, batting in the fourth innings. North Ants, as the team bowling last, take the draw number away. So that North Ants left with five plus bonus points, whereas Middlesex, for having got themselves level on runs, you know, needing one run to win, they take away the number of points you would get if they had tied. I don't know what I think of that. I only realised when I tweeted it and realised I got it wrong in the first place. So did some research, but all very weird. I, yeah, as, I didn't know I, that either. No, but I don't think we were meant to. I, I think it's the, probably the kind of bylaw they don't, they don't anticipate being needed. It does take us back to a discussion we've had before this season about the draw points. No, Gareth Batter spoke about it yesterday, talking about how it's sort of new, neutralised spinners with, with there not being much emphasis on draws, meaning the team's looking for results and therefore... Yeah, therefore not necessarily the kind of pitch that brings a spinner into the game. Um, I think the draw, I think the five points for draw is nonsense for a number of reasons that mostly we discussed already this this year. But, um, you know, you only had to look at how hard it was for teams to bowl, or how easy it was for, for batting teams once the cooker bar went soft to escape from losing positions in the last round. And you only have to look at the number of teams that have lost games to, to weather this season's season to and to see where they're sitting in the tables to know, in my opinion, how or recall the, the eight to five rule for a draw has been. Right. We'll draw a line under that. <laughs> uh, Martin70R says, should there be less points for a draw or more points for a win? Well, we've gone way beyond talking about well, that. Well, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have fewer points for a draw than there are at the moment. You couldn't. Uh, Brian Lowe says, great performance from James Rue, Rob Yates, Finley Bean and Casey Aldridge this week, amongst others. A future looks bright for cricket. Paul Cartwright says, when is a player registration system going to be introduced into the county championship? Maybe this is one for you, George. A system that allows smaller counties to hold player registrations until they're fairly compensated for producing quality players that are routinely tempted away by richer, bigger, but not better counties. And we've had another question as well. It was moaning about uh, counties producing uh, players like Josh Tung, I suppose, of Worcestershire. And then uh, seeing other counties pick them up on the cheap. And where does this go for uh, for county cricket? Well, yeah, I have a lot of sympathy for for Worcestershire in particular, but probably Leicestershire as well. Uh, this season, they both look set to lose quite a few players, don't they? And uh, it's very, very disappointing. You know that there are things that they can do. They can offer longer term contracts. They can try and keep players from entering the last year of their contract. So they have to get some sizable compensation you know if Rehan Ahmed for example were to leave Leicestershire I think he's had a five-year deal which he'd only be a year into wouldn't he so you know he would have to be the club rather would have to be compensated there are minor compensation payments that come into play uh, particularly if a player is under don't know what the category is 27 28 
but they're they're very very small. The the, the danger of having a uh, more transparent transfer system is it will get used. So I would say be a little bit careful what you wish for. Does that make sense? If you're a Worcestershire supporter, for example, you are losing players, and I fear you're going to lose half a dozen who are out of contract. The danger would be that you would start to then just lose anybody who's in contract because it would be exactly the same as football. People would make an offer. You know, it's very, very difficult uh, and and painful, but I hope that Worcestershire fans will uh, take pleasure in the continued achievements of, say, I don't know, Joe Clark and Josh Tung and Dylan Paddington and, you know, Ben Cox and whoever else goes. Uh, I think six, six they, of their six of their quarterfinal team were homegrown academy products. And there is something to be said for as much as no one want, you don't want to be you don't want to be considered a feeder team. You, you can still be one thing's but yeah, the negative way of looking at it is to be considered a feeder team and the positive way of looking at it is to say that as a, as a, the club is doing the right things because it keeps the clubs contributing to English cricket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Josh Tyler. It, it, it is, but if you're a supporter, I, I can understand why. No, it's no one goes deflating. and watches, or very few people go and watch academy games and think this is brilliant. We're contributing uh, young players that they want to see their team win, and, and and I think Worcestershire have shown over the last few years, you know, with some of the success they've had, that uh, given fair wind, they they can achieve and they can win and compete. And it is uh, desperately disappointing for them that they're saying, you know, Josh Tung's been in the system since he was six or something. And there's no criticism of him. No, I, I don't know. I, I think one way of flipping the tongue move actually is that one way or another, Worcestershire are not going to see much of Josh Tung going forward. So that's whether he's, you know, if he's playing, if he remains at Worcestershire, so he signs a new contract on lots more money than the, than the previous contract, he doesn't necessarily end up on a central contract, but he almost certainly ends up being protected by the ECB and picked by England and having his games restricted and find himself in squads. And therefore, actually, not being, and bear in mind, you know, Josh Worcestershire have had access to Josh Tung for about 20% of the last two years. So, without wishing to, you know, he, he has done brilliantly to get back from where he was with his shoulder, with his, with his shoulder nerve injury. And of course, and, they stuck and, with him. And this time, because they, they carried on paying him during but, that period where he couldn't absolutely, play. Absolutely. But, but, but equally, but, but my point is it, on the principle of losing Tung and Pennington to the same county at the same time, two days before a glass court final, in what I thought it was an unusually large scale announcement video, let's say, for a team, for, given that these players are still mid season under contract to their club and will still play for their, their current club before the end of the season. You know, that's, that's the principle of it and, and losing two guys and, and two academy products. The, the reality is that one way or another, Josh Tung won't play much, would not play much cricket for Worcester next year, particularly with how he's gone with England and the fact that, you know, England look after their fast bowlers. So, like, I don't know, if that's any solace to, yeah, the Worcestershire perspective. I mean, it's really tough. It's not what, what what I would say as well is it's, this is not a new thing. You know, this isn't the first time Worcestershire have had players, you know, poached for for want of a better word. But um, but say a lot of it does go back to the work of Elliot Wilson as head of the academy, the work before him of Damon Dolivera as head of the academy, Adam Richardson as bowling coach now head coach, Caddy Rally as second team coach now assistant coach. They've got a very very good system of very good people who continually bring through young players who develop into very good first-team cricketers. Adam Finch as well, who, you know, is a yeah. very, very promising, not, not, dis, not dissimilar bowler to Dylan Pennington. Pat Brown, it's been great to see back in the blast this year after, you know, two really, really unpleasant years of injuries and, and fitness problems. I mean, he's, he's the third league we can take in the blast. Um, 
But they're losing you know, him too, aren't they? They're like, they're certainly in the last year of his deal. I mean, they've got Ashley Giles in now as CEO. They obviously had that gap for a while with the director of cricket, you know, gig still hasn't been filled. You know, so there has been uncertainty. They've got, the, you know, they've got the floodplain issue. They've got, I don't think there's an indoor school on site either. So they, they fight no. against a lot of things at Worcestershire and do better than most with what they've got. And that's not to be patronising at all. But, they, but when we talk about wanting counties, you know, when people talk about wanting counties to contribute to the English game to justify their worth, I think there are very few who do that better than than Worcestershire. Bear in mind, they they do, but will, will, what is the reward for doing it apart from well, that? Right now, say... right now, it doesn't look like there's one. Four years ago, they were up all the way from being the first, being the only club to have retained the Blast title. And as I say, as you say, that doesn't count for very much right now. Granted. No, but they have been rewarded but... by basically being pilfered. There are some positives. The last time this happened, which was something like 2008 or something, they lost six really quite high-profile players in one go. They almost immediately won. Uh, the Sunday League or whatever it was called at the time with new players, Moeen and Stephen Davis uh, to the fore and a new team emerged and uh, they will give opportunity and it will bring opportunity and hopefully some more talent will come through. But I do think that while there are some compensation schemes in place, for example, uh, Worcestershire will get payments every time Tongue plays for England because he came through their academy. It's not enough. I, I don't. I don't think it's enough. And if we want to have a system where um, non-test playing counties can still compete regularly, then we are going to have to help them, and we are going to have to help them a bit more. And that, and that means compensation is going to have to be paid in a more meaningful way. Maybe for the rest of their careers, you know, maybe Nottingham should, should be paying X amount, ten percent of the salaries for the rest of their careers to to Worcestershire. I don't know. We're, we're not rewarding the excellent work enough. Uh, we've had uh, on the subject of uh, improving bowlers' skills. Uh, Jacob Wadsworth says thoughts on the Kookaburra. Personally, don't like it. Does a bit for approximately thirty overs and absolutely nothing. John Beasley replies, "Surely that's the point of it. Get our Red Bull bowlers used to it, ready for overseas tours." Well, that, that is exactly the point. Of that, it. That's, that's a very point good of reply. It. Yeah, that's a very good reply. The point is, it's not not meant to do anything and that it's meant to make uh, bowling more difficult and more as it is abroad in international cricket. Look, I don't like the Kookaburra ball instinctively. I don't think it's as good. I think the Dukes rewards skill. I think it creates more entertaining cricket, but they don't play with it in most places. And, you know, if part of the role of the county championship is to prepare people for test cricket, I think it's a reasonable experiment. I actually wouldn't have done it, but it's an experiment. So let's see. And then let's look at it and discuss it and talk about what we think afterwards. That's the whole point of experiments. You don't necessarily know what they're going to give. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale 
at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, absolutely. That is the point, isn't it? Uh, Deploy. We've had a a text in about Deploy, about his potential move to to Essex. But uh, that's not going to happen, is it? No. No. Uh, I think Nick, Nick has Marrow, already written about this. Marrow nineteen eighty eight says, "I I hear Essex are after a bat. Rumour is deploy. Any truth? I, I I hear I I do hear Essex are after a batter. Then of course the the big there's about to be quite a large down shaped gap in their their middle order. What well, I understand they they were keen on deploy, but I think so were about seventeen of the counties, um, or eighteen if you I suspect Archer would, would like to keep yeah. as well. Um, I, I the my, I think my understanding of George as well is that Middlesex is likely to be where he, where he ends up, which would be a real coup for them because, I mean, the same way that you know, Dylan Pennington might, might, might not want to bowl at New Road, not sure there are, not sure there are many batters who want, to, who want to bat at Lords early season. But um, no, de- deployed to Middlesex, uh, I think as, been, as has been reported elsewhere as well, is a likely enough, I think the fact that David Lloyd has signed for Derbyshire from Glamorgan would speak to the fact that would speak to the expectation that they, they don't expect him to be there next year. I think Essex will sign a batter. Uh, might sign a keeper too, mightn't they? they? Yeah, and they may well sign somebody who does both those two things together. And I, but equally, I think they've got they do also have a couple of guys coming through who've seen the blast side. Actually, Robin Das and Michael Pepper, who I would be surprised if I'm not uh, if I'm not given the opportunity to try and fill that Lawrence void between them as well. Um, but I do think they'll sign a batter because in between Wesley and Cook, particularly, they've got two guys coming towards the end of their career. And and obviously there's a fair chunk of the wage bill with, with Dan Lawrence not being there for next year. So, you know, there is that opportunity. Should we wrap up Division 1 and then take a little look at Division 2? I noticed that Hampshire's batting order was all over the place. Liam Dawson with another four wickets, holding up an end and taking wickets, and then with a crucial 68 not out in second innings as well as Hampshire uh, batted out the draw. But really, it was that first, there was a first innings partnership, wasn't it? Not often I see um, Carl Abbott score uh, 89 or 10. Well, this, but I think this does speak to the... I'm, I'm not saying this, you know, I'm not saying anything, anything from from his knock or, frankly, anyone else's in this, in this round. But there was certainly, as I said before, like, for those guys who went who went in once the Kookaburra was beyond 30 years old, mm. the general vibe is that it's quite hard to get out. Mm. Or, well, Essex, or if Essex not quite, sorry, if not four, quite to get out, it's Essex certainly easier to. There, wouldn't they? Well, well, I mean, if you look at the number, sorry, if you look at the number of games at final day that were either saved or saved comfortably, so you take, take knots, for example, Hampshire, Hampshire being the best example between Gubbins and Dawson. You know, if you're fifty-eight for five with seventy overs left in the match, you know, you're not often going to end up two hundred twenty for seven. And so that's not to take away from the batters, and that's not to take away from the ball either. You can still take wickets, you can still win games. Hampshire showed that against Middlesex a couple of weeks ago with, with Dawson and what it could do for Spinner and actually showed Bashir, I think, bowled really well in both innings for, for Somerset, with which to be fair to Somerset was in fair play to them. You know, they effectively had their second second choice tack out there between Aldridge, Ogborn, Brooks, Bashir and Don Best back on loan. 
So you can still do it. You can still bowl teams out. But, you know, Somerset making 500 against Hampshire, you know, an attack that simply does not concede that between Barker, Abbas, Abbott. You know, but I guess also, as George said before, you know, that would speak to what this experiment is is setting out to achieve, to, to slightly blunt the, the attacks of guys who are 80, 83 mile an hour and generally on green, you know, on, on useful pitches are able to to nibble you out. So, I don't know, like I say, without taking up Dante away from Abbott or, or from any of the guys, you know, or from Rob Jones, who nearly saw Langshire to at first a win, then a draw. Sam Robson, who batted all day to take England, to take middle sets rather from, you know, saving the game to almost winning the game. You know, Derbyshire, what they needed on the final day, which is actually what Worcestershire needed to Sussex a few weeks ago as well. And then what Worcestershire did against Yorkshire on the final day, sort of blunting the attack when the odds were probably against them. It, it does show the, the benefit of seeing off the new ball. Yeah, but obviously, as I say, I mean, you know, that doesn't take away from Kyle Abbott making 97 or whatever he made, um, or Felix Organ making 90 or or whoever did what. But um, it was certainly yeah. a noticeable theme from the week and for the week before as well. A, not- a noticeable theme from Division 2 is that Sussex could get promoted having won one game <laughs> and drawn eight. <clears throat> yeah, and but actually... Was, are the same. What's interesting, though, with Sussex particularly is that they're, th- this is the big step that Barbrace wanted to take when he went in. There, there are a lot of games that Sussex have drawn this year that they would have lost last year. And particularly, maybe not so much this one, particularly the Worcester game a couple of weeks ago, which was very, very similar to the Derbyshire one, where Worcester nearly chased a massive fourth inning score and then they just about got not edged out of it but couldn't quite get over the line Hove is a good place to bat as well you know what are the scores in that game 400 400 380 360 or something like it's a good place to bat it's not a easy place to take 10 wickets but what Sussex are doing that they didn't do last year is ensuring that if they can't win the game they're not losing the game part of that comes from having an overseas bowl in McAndrew but it also I think just comes from having a slightly more slightly hardened attitude that that you're not there as young first-class cricketers to make up the numbers and to to keep on saying we're gaining experience and that kind of stuff. You know, they are now, as you say, five games away from from promotion, having won one out of nine, which, yeah, as you say, is unusual. But they are unbeaten. And they've taken, actually, more bowling points than any other team in Division 2, which, if you, if you go back 12 months last year, is an enormous shift. Whereas last year, they were just scoring run, you know, runs, 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 and then not being able to bowl teams out. Obviously, everyone's miles behind Durham, who are basically home and hose, aren't they? They've won more than twice as many games as anyone else. They've drawn fewer games than anyone else, and they've only lost once. And that was a game against Sussex that, ironically, if that game happened now, Durham would probably back themselves to win. But equally, yeah, as I say, that's another game that Sussex would, would absolutely have lost last year. Here's a weird thing. Leicestershire mm, could go yeah. up. I mean, they're in yeah. a position to go up. Yeah. They've just sacked the coach. Derbyshire bottoms. And there were people talking that Mickey Arthur, their coach, could be England coach within a year or six months even. Funny old world, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? On the face of it, Leicester seems to be this, as you say, like this crisis club at the moment, lost a coach and three players on the same day, captain, not captain, put forward two former captains among that among those three, the senior seamer. But equally, That's more players to go by the sounds of it. Yeah, but equally, as you say, I mean, yeah, and, and actually, regardless of what happens to Leicester this year, you know, when they go up or not, what they've done this year from... The end, so from the I was going to say last year, the last however many years, for them to be as competitive as they have been, to be producing some sitting well, and guys like the likes of Rishi Patel, particularly, who is having a fantastic year, and I think into the season of the last year's contract, possibly. Um, I, th- I believe so, yeah. I mean, you know, if you you don't, you don't want to be a young lad of the last year's contract who's not really done it before, you know, who's 
sorry, he's not really made much of an impact, you know, at, at Leicester. Historically, that doesn't leave you in many places to go. But actually, I think he's made three or four first-class hundreds now. Yesterday being the latest one, um, he's done brilliantly, and his stock will be so much higher for it. And and whether it's at Leicestershire or elsewhere, he will be, you know, he's he's sort of given himself a lot of security while, while also pushing Leicester into really, in, yeah, into a really good place. I say if they go up, if they don't go up, they've, uh, I dare say, outperformed the expectations of most pundits before the season started, given where they've been in the previous few years. Shall we wrap things up by talking about T20 finals day? Obviously a massive, massive blow that you won't be running in the mascot race, Nick. A huge um, blow. My hamstrings are thrilled, though. <laughs> as is my pride. As is your um, pride, yeah. You're, I said, I said, I'm sure we can get you. I'm sure, sure we can get you on the costumes to run. It's our derby, isn't it? So Somerset v Surrey. Yeah, we're going to fall One out. One of us is going to be very unhappy. It's such a long competition. You don't. You never want to peak early. But you, you and I, I spoke to Ben Green yesterday, the, the leading wicket taker in the competition in some Somerset's. Yeah, Somerset's around for a, for a piece published this morning. And I started by tentatively pitching Somerset's favourites. And he jumped straight in and said, no, no, don't do that. Well, favourites <laughs> so, will be second. Well, they, I mean, you know, the, the history of watching Somerset uh, well, exactly. no, all their life is, is incredibly... I, I mean, I don't know what to say. So no no team has ever won more games, games in the group stage. No team has ever got more group stage points. No team looks... No team at finals, they looks quite so stacked in its top three as Banson, Smee, Kola Cadmore. Um, they've got the leading wicket-taker in, in Ben Green. They've got... They've reinforced their overseas stocks with Ishodi as a leggy. And we know, we know what happens, in the, particularly later on, finals days, that... So the games where on that pitch, it, it turns, it turns more. I think Sodi was Sodi part of the Worcestershire team that nearly won in 2019. I got that wrong. Ooh, good shout. They didn't win, but then equally, I, I actually think you can make cases for all four teams, which is very typically sitting on the fence of me. I was going to um, say, if anybody can make a case, for well, all four well, teams, he, I imagine he 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 you. Know, I, I think Hampshire have the best batter and the best bowler in the competition in Vince and Ellis, and they're the reigning champions. And particularly, they get to the final that. It's not a surface that's too dissimilar to what they have a lot of success on at the Aegeus. Certainly the pitch of the course final against Worcestershire was not, I don't think, particularly fantastic. Surrey have got the best player who's Surrey, playing in Surrey the league. have... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Narayan issue is interesting. I saw Ali Martin tweet about it last night. It was made a good point that, uh, quite right, that this is actually, you know, the issue with guys who are so... Re- you know, the, the real franchise regulars is that actually, you know, they don't see it through. You know, what is... You know, what good is... You know, the good that Narayan is a Surrey, of course, is getting to finals day, having a gun all rounder as he is, Ben William, arguably the best spinners by the game in T20 cricket, and the guy who whacks it. But if you don't have him there for finals day, when you're playing the very best teams over one day, when on the, when in the third game, if you can get through to the final, it, it turns, and the best spinner often comes out on top. And you look at Harmer in 2019, which brings Essex into it, I think, as well. And Essex playing the, the first semi when the pitch will be at his best for batting, and the, and said they win that in the finals. So you've got a, this uber aggressive side of Lawrence and Pepper and you know Paul Walter's been whacking it and so many other guys whose name I'm Adam Rossington, guys whose names I'm about to forget. And then they've got Harmer and Critchley. And actually they won at Edgebass in the quarter final against Birmingham last week. So they know how to they know how to do it. They also know how to win on finals. They did it in 2019. So I do genuinely think there is a case for everyone. I mean, the biggest case against Hampshire really is that no one's ever defended it. But Vince and Ellis, McDermott, I mean, it's a really formidable spine to that side so um, who's going to Fuller, win? Dawson I think Hampshire will win I think they'll beat Essex and I think they're just very very streetwise whereas they'll be playing whereas the final if they get there would be against one team who last won it in 2003 
and one team who won it in 2005. Well, I can tell and, you that every Somerset supporter knows that Somerset will narrowly come second. It's the third year in a row at finals day. It's interesting. Like, mate, mate, you could go through, how many, how many times have they been second in the last 20 years? 20? <laughs> in, in all the competitions, I mean. Oh yeah, I, I mean well, it's 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 been painful. The Irish, the, the, the no championship, having having finished level on points. Oh, like open Pandora's box here. The, the no, no, thing... but there is there is quite a lot of pain. But yeah. I mean, no, no, you know, absolutely. it's lovely to see them continue to produce fantastic mm. players. Uh, and watching Somerset's uh, been an endless joy for years, and it continues I, I th- to be. I think what is it doesn't, doesn't sound like it. No, no, it absolutely, it absolutely is. And, and when and when they beat, uh, sorry, tomorrow before the rain comes, yeah, I will remind you of this. Say so the, the pro, I mean, when, of course, of course, it if it goes to a Sunday night, Sunday night bowl out, then it really is a lottery, isn't it? So no, then um, we're definitely going to win if it's a bowl the, out. Well, then if it went to Sunday, would Narain have been available? Would it, would it have had to go on Saturday night anyway? Imagine if they'd handed in the team sheets, picked Narain, and then and then he just wasn't. I don't know what happens then. You just get to field and. Is it a twelfth man? It, yeah, is other... it is ridiculous to find out what two days before a match that you're one of your integral parts of your oh, so team I mean, is it available? I think from my understanding is that they were they were hopeful slash cautiously optimistic earlier in the week, and I think that cautious optimism was always about was always more so than any pessimism, but they were always aware that it was a possibility that once he got to the US, you know, they were reliant on him getting on a plane back to. But to England, and he might look at it and realise it wasn't feasible. Well, maybe um, they should have played on a plane. Maybe yeah, maybe I mean, they it's modern sport. And, uh, no, ex- exactly. You've got to be fluid with it. Lay on a plane. I think. Look, I, I don't from think America it's, to London. How I can you lay easy. on a plane? I don't know how easy it is. I mean, I know. Sorry, I've got money, but laying on a plane. But, but also, we say lay on America to England. We say lay on a plane. You're talking about. All right, Colin. But George, 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 I wanted to get here, but no, no, but sorry, it's not like lay on a plane. It's not like there are no flights. Well, wait there. You, you think your reaction is if I get on a plane, beam him up. It's, uh, you know, there are like, aeroplanes. Which there are can. there are planes. The, the US, the UK. Just get on a plane. The US, the UK has got to be the most he? connected route well, in the world. They don't yeah. lay on a plane. I mean, what's the difference? Just get on a plane. Well, there are differences, aren't there? You 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 spend a lot more time waiting if you go on a charter. Uh, sorry, if you go on a, a normal flight. Look, I think I would, the fact I is, enjoy. you have a very very successful cricketer, absolutely the peak mm. of his game, who was earning a fortune. Not sure and if, if if you want him, sometimes you've got to jump through those hoops. I'm not, you know, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, that that is just the modern world. It yeah, does happen. I would have thought that if if it was a case of laying on a plane, then he should he should have he should possibly have raised that as a as a deal breaker more than forty eight well, hours. Who knows? Who knows what what who what knows what's going on? I mean, it, it may yeah, have genuinely been. Deal was, but I can may... tell you this: I spoke to Kieran Pollard yesterday. You were talking about Major League Cricket, and I said, uh, look at someone who loves county cricket, should we fear this? And he went, I hope so, which I thought was a very powerful answer. <laughs> it was a strange answer. Well, no, well, I, guess, I mean, I hope so. I mean, presumably what he means is, you know, it doesn't need to be a threat, but you want, you want to feel like a threat, because that means it's a strong circuit. No, is that, is that not what he means? Or? A bit of both. Well, I think having it looked at the... Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the attendance yesterday and the colour of the shirts does seem like it's got the, that cross cross Atlantic appeal, doesn't it? Well, why the, wouldn't uh, it work? Cricket's Kings. a great game. Hmm. Why, why wouldn't it work? Uh, so uh, well, the, the, I mean, the game's always yeah, changing. And you'd have to say that English cricket, for years, took 
players out of regional cricket in the Caribbean. I mean, how much how much do you think Joel Garner played for Barbados or, or Garfield Sobers for that matter? You know, we did this for years and we are going to have to adapt. And, and, sorry, and, and we're still and we are still doing it as well. You only got to look at what happened in the qualifier last week with Brandon Glover. Obviously, Bastelet was there for Netherlands and was the reason Netherlands came to World Cup. But, yeah. you know, Brandon Glover couldn't leave Durham. Scotland yeah, well, there, there, are dozens, there are there literally are, a dozen or more examples. So uh, this and, is still, you know, in, in county cricket, as, you, as George says, did this of course. in a different iteration years ago and it's still doing it now. Laurie Constantine, all the way back, he can go 100 years. And also, let's forget the West Indies are playing at the moment and he's not playing for them, is he? So it's not like I'm really getting that, my back up too much about it. But, um, in front well, of, no, I mean, no, but, but, but to be absolutely fair, they are playing for the people who pay the best. And that is completely reasonable to do. It's a job. It is a job. It, it, it is their job, and it's a very short career. And I, 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 Absolutely. I and just as we were talking... In just... any way, sad as I think, but being critical, because I, I, I really, really uh, don't feel any criticism towards it at all. That's fine. But we can also be emotive and sad that, Did, was, that, a, that a player isn't playing for one of our teams in a iconic... Yeah, but if you work Day. in this, if you work in that market, if you were reliant on someone who has played for what thirty franchise or equivalent sides, hmm. you know, expecting the whole loyalty thing, whatever that even well, means, well, actually, is kind of naive. I but George, George, you, you have to contract. You have to tie people. To I contracts. don't think anybody's expecting loyalty, but you can still be disappointed if one of your best players isn't playing. Much like I was last year when. Surrey had to play against Yorkshire without three or four of their players because they were playing for England because say, of the hundred. I would say the other thing with um, the other thing with Narayan, of course, actually, ironically on the loyalty thing, is that he's he's out there playing for Knight Riders franchise, and there is a loyalty there. There is a very long-standing relationship there that meant that he was always going to be out there for the start of the tournament, and that that was always going to be one for English crickets work around rather than for Major League crickets work around. So well, as, just, as, but wait, again, again, this is why I, I termed the phrase lo- loyalty very loosely i mean they are a massive payer mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, you know that kieran pollard relationship with Mumbai it's also it's, it's also very 15 years whatever it it's is. also a very uh, short it's, tournament. it's worked really really well and, for them, nlc so. nlc is also a very short tournament so actually yeah. the idea of players missing the first couple it's not like the blast where you can miss the first couple and still have two yeah, months yeah. to go if you miss the or first miss couple the you, pro- you probably don't get you probably don't get the contract Right, it's, and they want to create a splash. It's, you know, exactly. They, I mean, imagine it, if... It's really important it works for them. So, it, look, we, we, English cricket has a huge challenge faced there. It's going to be really, really difficult. And I don't know yeah, how we how we deal with it, but it, it, it's here now. It's coming. And the other one, I was going to say, the, the, other, yeah, the final thing I'll say on final state, which is Streets Waypoint, I've been talking about here, is the, 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 southern, the southern dominance is an interesting one. I mean, it's probably a discussion for possibly post-final state, but four, four southern finalists... Lanks had Livingston, Butler, and Salt in their top four, and found themselves not there. You know, it's Birmingham who were very comfortably that the winners of the North Group were beaten by Essex, who only got out of the group stage because Chris Jordan couldn't quite throw a catch back over the rope. Like it's, I know anything can happen on any given day and all that, but I don't know. It's certainly interesting thing, and a few guys playing to have said they feel like the Southern Group is more aggressive in the way that Bass go about it, and. I don't quite, it's, and it's also obviously quite clear there are two or three teams in the Southern Group, all of whom are at finals day, who are extremely sort of geared up for the blast. They, you know, even looking at Somerset, losing Riley Russo as an overseas player, so bringing Tom Cole Cadmore. You know, Surrey have had a, that's what, two, is it two, three years for Narayan now? Like, 
there is a strategy in place. They know how they play their T20 cricket. Hampshire retaining Ellis and McDermott after last year. There's a lot of joined up thinking that goes on. Not to say it doesn't happen in the North Group, but the, but there are some very, very strong sides. And home advantage as well. Taunton, the Oval, the Aegeus are used exceptionally well by the, as much as Surrey lost lots of home this year, actually. They're used exceptionally well by by their counties. Taunton, I think, especially. But the problem with that is that you get at Edgerton that's quite different. But uh, the haunted Somerset fans speaking there. Yeah, well, let's yeah. hope the pain continues tomorrow, George. Don't be like that. Everyone well, loves Somerset. Yeah. Everyone loves Somerset. I would, that, I would because, take... Is that because I they're plucky take, losers? I tell oh, you right now, I'd, <laughs> I would take a four-day win at Somerset next uh, in two weeks' time over a win in the semi-finals tomorrow. Would I would you... take uh, a county championship victory in my lifetime for Somerset over anything, including winning the Ashes. Well, we'll find out next week whether you'll be winding me up about Somerset beating Surrey in the in the T Twenty Blast, or whether Nick's right, Hampshire see it through. Um, and yeah, we will be back at some point. I have no idea when. I've got to work out when the, the day after the county championship games finish is when uh, we'll be back. I imagine. But uh, thanks for listening to following on County Cricketer. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.